Welcome to the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. My name is Anna Marika Gerritsen, but call me AMG. I'm a qualified nutritionist and I specialize in endometriosis. In this podcast, you will learn how what you eat and drink affect your endometriosis and how you can use your diet to take control over your symptoms. If you have endometriosis, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you find it helpful, please leave a review so other women can get the same benefits. Let's start this episode. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of the Endometriosis Nutritionist podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about three things that all relate to gluten. We're going to talk about celiac disease. We're going to talk about gluten intolerance or sensitivity. And we're going to talk about gluten allergy. Um, So they all have, what they have in common is that it is your, uh, your body's reaction to gluten, but they're each different. Um, and you will have heard me talk a lot about gluten intolerance and you may have sort of been confused as to what that is um, and is it the same as celiac disease is it as serious as celiac disease does it mean you have celiac disease uh, uh, does it mean you're allergic to gluten so in this podcast I'm going to answer those questions um, so let's first if we're going to talk about gluten um, first making clear what gluten are so they are a plant protein and they're found in wheat rye barley and oats Uh, although the the gluten version in oats is different to that in wheat and often um, if you have a wheat reaction to wheat then oats can be okay Um, so but there's a similar protein to gluten in oats Um, when you look at where it's used in in food it's often um, like a binding or an extending agent it it helps foods like bread and pasta um, the dough for that to be stretchy um, and then helps those foods to keep their shape really Um, and it's often added to foods to make it the texture better or the flavor better and also to retain moisture Um, and it's in so many different products Um, the biggest risk that you'll uh, have accidentally eating gluten is if you eat processed foods Um, so uh, if it helps to remove those from your diet if you don't want if you think gluten are a problem so so what what gluten intolerance or sensitivity Uh, gluten allergy and celiac disease have in common is that your body has a negative reaction to this gluten the reaction is different based for for each of the three and how you can tell is different Uh, so the symptoms are are different um, and also how serious it is is different so let's start with um, celiac disease so celiac disease is a an autoimmune disease and it causes damage to your gut wall when you eat gluten and over time 
um, that that immune reaction uh, creates inflammation and it damages the lining of your small intestines of course the problem with that is when you um, your intestine wall is damaged it stops it, it makes it difficult to absorb uh, nutrients and you can get severe nutrient deficiencies um, and also with celiac disease some serious medical complications um, so eaten with when you have celiac disease this order your body your immune system uh, reacts to it as uh, it creates an autoimmune response so it may, which means that the um, your immune system turns on your own body's tissue and this in this case your um, intestinal wall um, and it damages uh, villi and, and so that those are little finger-like structures in your small intestines and they um, uh, they they look like little waves if you like or you've got little fingers that stick out and um, they get damaged to a point where they cannot recover um, and the problem with that is that those villi are there to increase the surface area of your intestinal wall so each of the little fingers creates this extra space uh, in your uh, in intestinal wall and every little bit of surf surface area increases the amount of nutrients that can be absorbed. Um, so the problem with um, celiac disease is that these little villi get damaged and you'll actually, when there's biopsies done, you can see that it's kind of gone flattish. Um, the gut wall, you know, the intestinal wall, and um, that cannot be um, recovered. So, um, and, and that's a problem with celiac disease. Um, when I talk about a bit later about in food, uh, gluten intolerance, any damage done there will recover. Um, but with celiac disease, it doesn't. So the way it is, so some of the symptoms that you will see are similar to um, um, gluten intolerance or sensitivity, but you'll get persistent gastrointestinal symptoms like constipation, diarrhea. Um, some people have both, some have, have one of those. Uh, nausea, you might get vomiting, flatulence, cramping, bloating. Uh, abdominal pain, a lot of fatigue, um, and a big reason for that is the lack of nutrients, um, iron deficiency because you just or, or other vitamin and mineral deficiencies because you're just not absorbing. Um, there's not enough area for your body to absorb all of it from your diet. Um, you can get unexplained weight loss, um, and you can also get severe or recurrent mouth ulcers. And you can even get skin rashes. Um, so, any of those symptoms, if if you think you may have celiac disease, um, you need to get tested, and you spe definitely have to get a proper test, uh, a proper screen for celiac disease when you have early onset osteoporosis, uh, unexplained infertility, or recurrent miscarriage. Um, if you know any sort of first degree relatives, so we're talking about brothers, sisters, parents who have celiac disease. Um, if you get blood results back that um, 
sort of indicate an unknown autoimmune disease. If you have problems with your de uh, teeth, um, so you, you get, uh, especially in the enamel of your teeth. Um, and if you are, so what it gets done is uh, in your um, screening, um, it's a blood test. Um, so it's initial screening test. Um, and if it comes back positive, then you will be, um, you will get a, um, a, some surgery. So, or a, a gastroscopy, which is just a, you know, where they take a tiny biopsies from your um, small intestines to see what it looks like. Um, and if, if it's um, celiac disease, the problem with, so as I said, with celiac disease, if those villi have been damaged, there is no recovery from that. So the longer you stay eating gluten, the more of those villi get damaged, and so the worse it gets. So the only way that you can manage is the, the celiac disease is by going 100% completely gluten-free. Um, and you will find that a lot of symptoms improve um, so your your intestines don't improve any further. Um, they are what they are. Those villi will not grow back, but you will definitely improve um, your symptoms and get more energy. Um, your your you know if if you have constipation or diarrhea, that will definitely improve. All those symptoms will improve, um, but you have to be really a hundred percent no gluten. So that is celiac disease, and when I um, when I work with clients who have endometriosis, to be honest, I don't see celiac disease a lot. Um, but um, uh, I'm not, that's not to say that, that, that it doesn't occur, but um, it's often just not being tested for or that the symptoms don't um, warrant testing. So what I, so then there's two other things. So there's gluten intolerance or sensitivity and there's gluten allergies. So what are gluten allergies? Well, a, gl a gluten allergy is, as with any allergy, a reaction to um, gluten from the immune, si immune system. Um, so it's, it's when the body's immune system attacks the actually attacks the the gluten or the wheat um, and when you are tested for an allergy a, a gluten or wheat allergy um, you get a positive results for IgE um, and the symptoms are a bit different to um, uh, to gluten intolerance or celiac disease because it there is a, um, a histamine response um, which doesn't ha which happens sort of more in your your upper area so you see in your nose or in your in your throat or um, it, it sits I always said it sits it, it's chest and up um, and so what you can and skin so what you can see is you get can get hives or a skin rash you can get things like nausea stomach cramps indigestion vomiting or diarrhea um, but it's a histamine response, not um, uh, what we talk about with gluten intolerance in a moment. 
Uh, you can get a stuffy or runny nose and, and sneeze. It's a bit like hay fever. You can get headaches. Uh, for some people, it triggers asthma. And in really serious cases, it's not very common, but um, you can get anaphylaxis. Um, so where your, your breathing is impaired and it can throw your body into shock. So that's a wheat allergy. Um, and that can be uh, diagnosed through skin prick tests or specific wheat blood testing. Um, and, and often you can also um, diagnose it with a food challenge. Now do, don't do that yourself, <laughs> um, but do it um, under um, supervision, please. Now often um, if you, the test is negative, um, you could still have uh, either celiac disease or have a gluten sensitivity or intolerance. So what is that? Well, a gluten intolerance um, gives you similar symptoms to celiac disease, but the damage to the small intestines is not happening. So you can get things like um, uh, uh, bloating is a very common diarrhea or constipation or an alternation between it, nausea, headache, brain fog. You can get joint pain. Um, you can be fatigue, abdominal pain, uh, depression. So all these symptoms can be an indicator that you are sensitive or intolerant to gluten. Um, and so that means that it, it's often connected to an actually event of eating gluten um, and it can be um, particularly foods um, one area of foods that has been um, researched heavily is FODMAPs um, but it can be if you've been listening to my podcast you can have a wide range of food intolerances so don't just assume that going on a FODMAP diet will improve anything um, because if you are not uh, intolerant to those specific foods it's not going to make any change but um, you will uh, notice an improvement this is the best way to test whether you have a food uh, gluten intolerance or not is if you go on a completely gluten-free diet as if you were having celiac disease you will feel um, much better uh, and some of the key symptoms that you can see improve fairly quickly are um, fatigue, so you, you see that you get more energy, uh, you might not be as uh, as brain foggy, you might actually wake up in the morning um, uh, bright, <laughs> um, you, you will see a change in your digestive issues, so if you're constipated you might see that that uh, improves, or if you've got diarrhea that might improve, um, if you have bloating that uh, can improve when you go completely gluten free which includes really going um, off processed foods because they're often hidden in there um, and so it, that doesn't damage the villi in your small intestines but there is a chemical in gluten that can um, irritate and, and uh, irritate your gut and create something called leaky gut so the difference between leaky gut and uh, um, um, celiac disease is that where celiac disease in both cases inflammation is created 
but in celiac disease it's those little villi that get damaged with leaky gut it is the wall that of your gut that gets damaged and it's it allows undigested food particles to go through so there's holes in it if you like and that can heal um, so that's the good thing um, what you find is that if you have a intolerance or sensitivity in a very small amount of uh, of people once your gut has healed it can take up four to six months um, you some people can go back to eating gluten although I have still got to to meet a one a client who was able to go back to eating gluten so it seems that gluten intolerance is just a very common um, event um, is it a pr problem if you take out gluten from your diet well it, it not directly in the sense that gluten themselves so the, the the protein although it's we always talk about you need to increase your protein in your diet the protein in wheat so the gluten protein is not the kind of protein that your body does anything with um, it does not get through um, and and your body doesn't you know absorb it and use it as the protein from other foods so it doesn't in a tr in a nutritional sense it doesn't have anything to to offer you so taking out gluten from your diet is not necessarily going to cause any problems it's going to make you feel much better you're not losing out on important nutrients other than it is often in some foods like if you have whole grain um, bread that um, that you you're losing if you're not eating that bread then you're also not getting a lot of the minerals and vitamins that were in the grains that were in the bread so that's where you might lose nutrients but it's easily um, compensated for in your diet with other foods right so that was the difference between celiac disease which is really serious it damages your intestinal small intestinal wall to a, a point where it can it cannot recover and a completely 100% gluten-free diet is absolutely key um, wheat allergy which is actually not necessarily an allergy to gluten it's an allergy to the whole wheat um, grain and then a gluten intolerance or sensitivity which does damage your gut wall but it is um, it can be repaired if you go gluten free right <laughs> so if you have any sort of symptoms that, that are gut related and you have endometriosis really the first step is go gluten free and and commit to it for a couple of weeks and see how you feel um, some of my clients go oh, do I need to get tested for celiac and go if you want to of course you can um, but uh, if you have the symptoms you can go on the assumption that you are either intolerant or have celiac so removing gluten will do you a lot of good that's it for today and I hope I've clarified and cleared up that that conundrum of what's the thing with gluten um, and that um, you get a bit more of a sense of what you may have or how you react to gluten that's it for today and I will see you again in a fortnight bye for now
Now, if listening to this podcast, you are wondering if nutrition could be an avenue for you to pursue to try and control your symptoms and reduce your symptoms um, or the severity of your symptoms, then why not book a an endometriosis SOS call with me? It's a obligation-free, totally free 30-minute uh, video call where we can talk about what you're experiencing and I will be able to give you some options to go forward. The link is in the show notes.